Okay, Google. Put 45 minutes on the clock. Okay, 45 minutes. And that's starting now. Fuck this episode. Fuck the next episode. Fuck this show. Fuck the fuck bad boy, the staff record label of the motherfucking crew. Fuck Nas. Fuck Augustus. Fuck Burr. Fuck Chucky. Fuck Shoop. Uh, fuck Lepresti. Okay, let's go. So, Augustus is back. Uh, he got asked why he killed himself, and he said because his wife left and his mom is dead, and the walls closed in, man. Uh, honestly, he just finished one day of shooting at the Matrix and came back and said, they're going to need me for longer, y'all. Is there anything that you can do for me? Um, and McManus goes and talks to Burr and tells him that he uh, harmed the wrong man. DeSantos didn't do it. And Burr's like, huh? And he goes and says, well, who, who told me? And so he goes after Boost Mollis. And Boost Mollis is about to tell him who did it. And then Poet steps in and hems up Boost Mollis with big ass eyes and says, who did it? Was it Chico? <laughs> this shit is so this shit is so fucking stupid. And you like gotta, Burr, gotta make it, you gotta make it subtle. It was Chico, right? Blink, 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 blink. Burr, Burr is a complete fucking dumbass. Like, what you really think, like if, just think about this for a second. You really think Augustus is black ass when it got his drugs from anywhere else other than the niggas? And from the, the niggas drugs where you can get it. Okay, hold on. From, he was getting it from Poet initially. Like when he was getting it from Jackson, when he was getting it for Jackson Bayhew and him, he was getting it from Poet. Yeah, but Bo, Burr wasn't there then, so he don't know. And they, they tried to establish on this episode that, you know, with uh, Robeson getting drugs from Poet, that you do intermingle with the racist to get your tits. No, the reason why Robeson intermingles is because he didn't have a goddamn choice. Yes, he did. He was ostracized from his group and then did the dumbest fucking thing. Possible. Well, his group don't have the drugs. Remember, yeah, the Aryans are anti-drugs. No, the Aryans are anti-drugs. No, no. Uh, Schillinger is anti-drugs. is anti-drugs. He can get the them drugs of, if he needed the, them. The rest of them are not anti-drugs. I mean, he got the drugs that killed his son. Right. So, so he knows how to get drugs. He's just anti-drugs himself. So um, do we have to really recap this? Okay, fine. Uh, Cyril's murder trial happened. Ryan's waiting for the result. Um, for some reason, Father Mean is like, we're not going to let him die, son. And Ryan's like, why the fuck do you care? And I was wondering the same thing. Like, I don't even pray for, with you. Why are you trying to talk to me? I mean, um, he just, I mean, he's, he's in a position. He just sees a soul to save. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's he and just he's sees Irish. Himself. Yeah, and he's he, he just he's sees got a himself. bad Irish accent, by the way. And but you know this all it all really comes to a head in the next episode where you really get to the bottom of all of this. But like it's really, it, it, he just he's a soul to save. And so Ryan tells Cyril, "Now nah, I don't want y'all to save him. I don't want you to give him clemency. I don't want you to use ever going to say he's mentally disabled. So or mentally." Uh, challenge so that's why we're going to use to get him out of out of out of death out of death rowan i was like no don't worry about it he's going to be free and his mom is like you mean free by killing him and she's like shut the fuck up long story short yeah um and then father Meehan and ryan's mom go behind ryan's back to sister pete and Catherine, and they're like we want to get a press release and a press conference out about men about cyril's mental state and uh, Captain's like, that's a good idea. Uh, and then Shoop is back in Emerald City. 
And Chico comes and is like, yo, Ryan, you told us that if we took care of Shoop, you're going to take care of Ja. Well, Shoop is here, one-armed man himself. What you going to do about Ja? And Ryan was like, don't worry about it. I'm going to get the hacks to take care of him. And then a series of unlikely events very unlikely events and everything just kind of comes up aces for your mans like first of all there's finally a a co in the gym when somebody needs them to be in the gym we're doing this now um no 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 wait 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 wait. he waited until he saw a co mm -hmm. like he like he just he sat there and waited until a CEO just happened to show up. And then he the, just and then the he swung and missed with that with that weight on purpose, yes. But the CEO didn't see none of that and just, you know, we're going right after Ja for defending himself. And Ja just happens to turn around and be like, get off me, pejorative. And Perfect then he goes, and then and goes, he goes full on Bruce Lee into the dragon on these motherfuckers. He like, goes full Bruce Lee. And including the like... jump on somebody and almost break their neck with his feet move. Like yes. the whole nine yards. Like, what the hell is this? Yeah, all he needed to do was make the sounds in the in that face when he killed somebody. He went full way of the dragon on him. By the way, way of the dragon is Bruce Lee's best movie. I see you moving your lips, <laughs> no, but you're no, not like, saying much. No, yeah. no, that that face that he makes when he does the jump. And yeah, the lips start moving. To do, and just, and he's, he like has that look with his eyes and his eyebrows and shit. And he just starts moving around and it's just like, what, mm -hmm. the, what the fuck are you doing? His lips are twerking. Um, so then after Ja gets, after Ja beats up two COs by himself and what really seemed like a Bruce Lee, uh, uh, Bruce Leroy scene. Um, Ryan pulls out, picks up the billy club that one of the officers dropped while they were getting their asses kicked and hits John in the back of the head with it, which Dr. Nathan is like, you know, he just had a concussion. I don't know. I, you know, he just came out of a coma. I don't know if this is good. And so uh, Ryan's like, I hope he never comes back out. And a CO comes to get Ryan and escort him back to a cell. And the CO tells Ryan. No, 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 no. The CO, the CO was one of the CEOs that got fucked yes. up. And when they said, okay, Ryan needs to go back. He was like, he's like, I'll, I'll take him. you. And he was like, thank you so much for your help in that situation. And Ryan was like, no problem. I heard John there saying that y'all CEOs were pussies. So I had to do what I could do. And the CO was like, Montgomery. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's basically what happened. <laughs> The motherfucker really just went wild and was like, okay, we're going to see this nigga at a swap meet or something. And him and two other COs go into solitary where Ja is um, still recuperating, literally still has the blood on the back of his head from getting hit in the head with a billy club. And the COs spray him with pepper spray and then gang beat him. No, he they he he they were provoked because he yelled, fuck you. That was a, that was aggression. That's what they said. I'm not supposed to take the CEO's words. I, I, would, I would argue that with anybody else, but since you've been on a the CEOs are evil since day one kick, I know that you're being sarcastic, and I'm okay with that. That's some good sarcasm right there. That's that's some good stuff. I'm just saying that's what they said. They said you were aggressive to more. That was an act of aggression, which requires us to pepper spray you. Yeah, you doing this. Yeah, man, go with that sarcasm. You do it. So uh, Alvarez is um, talking about how much he loves Jewel. Oh, yeah, Meehan sees the whole thing get set up with Jai and Ryan, and he sees through everything. And so he talks to Ryan, and he's like, 
do you really love Christ or is that change just a bobble? And Ryan's like, yo, my dad beat the hell out of us. And when I went and told a priest, the priest said, you must have done something to deserve it. So go fuck yourself. And Meehan was like, we're not all bad people. And Ryan was like, okay. And he was like, I'm gonna pray to God for you. And Ryan was like, I think it's a little bit too late, father, and got in bed. Um, after that, Alvarez is talking about how much he loves Julie. And Penders, on the other hand, is talking about how brutal a dog fight can be. And that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing like a mug. And so <laughs> they leave Alvarez's cell and Lepresti asks them about some dog poop that's in the middle of the day room. And Pender says, how do you know one of our dogs did that? And Lepresti said, who else would take a shit in the day room? And without hesitation, Pender says, Chico. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I wouldn't do that. That's slander. And so, um, Lepresti tells Penders to clean that shit up, and Penders says no. So, Lepresti punches Penders in the stomach and shoves his face into the shit in the clear peanut butter and clear, clear, very clear peanut butter. Like that was <laughs> that was uh, Peter Pan, uh, peanut butter, like real talk. Um, Nutella, it was Nutella. No, Nutella I wasn't dark enough. It's it wasn't dark, dark enough for that. It was Peter Pan. That was clearly peanut butter. And so, um, the, after notice, notice, cl- notice our fat asses was like, no, 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 it's definitely not dark enough to be Nutella. <laughs> I'm not that fat. I'm I'm husky in my prime. Um, and so after that, Penders, who we've never heard his dog's name before, calls him out and says, "Chester, do you think?" And Chester attacks Lepresti. And I'm guessing that he and Alvarez had two very different forms of training going on. And how the fuck did he set this up? Because they are in the same cell. Mm-hmm. How did he, how did, how, I mean, because, you know, Alvarez is about this dog life. Mm-hmm. So it was just, so it would seem like if you, if he was training his dog to hurt He'd somebody. be a fighter, he would have said something. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. like, no one ever said what the fuck happened to Hill's dog. Yeah, we still don't know, but we know what happened to Chester because he just attacked the CO. So they're going to unfortunately put him down. Yep. Which is horrible. Um, Penders gets sent to the hole and Alvarez and Julie pass the class and Eugene comes and gets the dog and Miguel is like, I did something special for you. And music plays and you think the dog's atta- about to attack Eugene. But really, he just taught Julie to be bilingual, which is really dope. So, so Julie... This this was a moment for me. I was, yeah. I will say this is a moment, and it's leading to them, uh, Alicia and everybody writing a letter for Alvarez for next episode um, for parole. <laughs> um, but Leo sees how nicely McManus and ex McManus are treating each other, and he knows that they fucked. And how does like, he not know that they're were exes? I think he knows. I think he knows because, and especially the way she called him Timmy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he just thinks they had something going on. Not that they were. He should know that they're married. I think he knows. I'm. I'm. I'm under the impression he knows. I was too. And and I think and especially just, thinking about how things work, trying to get into a uh, correctional facility or the governor's office for a job, you really do have to list like your whole history in order to get through to those positions. Mm-hmm. 
So then they know if you've had somebody who was in a facility, somebody who maybe like Clayton Hughes or something like that. So they know he knows. But I mean, even then, he may not know because she doesn't work directly for him. I'm thinking about this now. She works for the governor. So she didn't have to send no applications through to Glenn. And Leo ain't always the sharpest uh, knife in the drawer. <laughs> That's true. So he may not know. Who knows? They just know that they being nice to each other now. And so they must have fucked. Um, and then after that, Rebido still has no recourse to get his money back from Brass. Uh, and he needs a match for his grandson's bone donor. And so McManus is like, huh, I'll take it upon myself to search because I feel guilty about what happened with you and Brass and, and everything. And so he goes but out why to... Why does he still feel guilty about this shit? I don't feel guilty about hardly any of the things that happened uh, that weren't really my fault. Like, I'll feel guilty for a little bit, and then I'll realize it wasn't my fault, and I don't feel guilty anymore. He filled out an application. Right, and and Murphy laid it out perfectly. He was like, he's doing his job. He did his job. He, he filled out an application. What more do you want? So That's kind of a crass way to look at it. I get, no, it's not. It's I get where McManus job. is coming from. McManus's actions directly led to the actions that happened to him. Did it There's though? no way around that. There, there aren't, but it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't worked there. Yeah, but you can say that about anything. I could. You wouldn't have got shot if you weren't born. So it's not my fault. No. Yeah, it's the same thing. No. How's that any difference? Because in has one he, place, I didn't he chose, sign up so, to be born. So signing up to be a, a, a CO is a death wish or a, a, a slice my Achilles in half wish? Uh, to hear a lot of COs talk, and I know a lot of COs, uh, my mother-in-law, my aunt, my my uh, daughter's great uncle, like I know a lot of COs, her grandfather, they will all say that when you sign up, they, matter of fact, yes. Yes, because when you sign up, there's literally a list of things that you have to agree to. And one of which is we do not negotiate for you if you get taken hostage. You are putting yourself in danger and you have to recognize that stepping into this job. We are not held liable for what happens to you. Yeah, but that's so, also removing responsibility for personal responsibility from people. But that he literally signed up for it. That's what they're saying. COs, yes, they cover all the bases for those, for them. <laughs> Yeah, is is it's one of those things. I'm 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 on the side of Murphy on this one. They 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 signed up for this. They knew what they were signing up for, and you know, Brass signed up to come back. Not only did he sign up for all of this, he signed up to come back after something horrific happened to him. Yep, the cat came back the very next day. The cat came back. We thought he was a goner, and the cat came back. The very next day, um, I, you, I, we watched something in school. In that, was it was it school or was it? it's probably just Nick Junior or Nickelodeon or HBO? Yeah. That used to come on all the time. Yeah, I, I, the, that that the way the sing songy way of saying that is the first thing I thought as soon as you said that. Mm -hmm, exactly, and so uh, McManus found a match for Rebido's grandson. 
uh, a random ass, a random ass inmate. And Rebido goes in to talk to the guy, and Farai, the random ass inmate, is correct as fuck when he says McManus had no right to give you that information. Mm-hmm. But he was wrong and dumb as fuck for the reason for his anger, which was, I don't want the black inmates to know that I have more in me than just black. And if I help out your grandson with a bone marrow transplant, then they'll know that I'm not just black. No, sir. None what? of these inmates know how bone, because none of these inmates know how a bone marrow transplant works, how a donor's right. found. They don't care until it falls in their lap. They don't know. They won't care. And all you had to do you was say your like, blood type Yo, match. Gotta, My blood yeah, type match is. And and all you had no, to do no, was no, really no, no. But you're that, you're ignoring the show. No, Inside the universe of the show, all this information gets out somehow. It always gets out. So, so you're telling me like, that what? somehow some random inmate is going to care. You know what? He's not all the way black. This ain't the Aryan Brotherhood. What what group what? is he in? This, the, this see, shit, this you're shit right assuming here. they're better. You're assuming they wouldn't do that because they're black. But we know how this works. <sighs> Nigga, we had a real light-skinned Muslim in the show right. already. And, they and he got disrespected like shit. No, 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 no. He ran he, up. He, he fucked he, around and found out. He, yeah, he, he like shit before that. No, no, and no, no. That's no. why he. That's because that's out. because he ran afoul of Saeed. He tried they, to kill he, Saeed. Remember, he walked away when Saeed needed him and to he call got for help. Like shit before that. If you don't remember, no, 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 no. That was purely. Out. That was purely Saeed. That was purely Saeed, and Saeed is like gauging him based off of like you know he pre he judged him. He. Wisdom and like that's why they treated him that way. He wasn't like you, and and even it, at that point, it wasn't like he was ostracized or some shit. Like they were just like, nah, Saeed is in charge. Saeed said like we need to be careful about this, but he ran afoul of Saeed up front, and that's what happened to him. But this random ass inmate ain't shit gonna happen to him. They didn't even say what he's in there for. Nothing would have happened to him. Right. But he's all, like, all it had to do was say that he had to go in. He had he had he had to have some sort of medical procedure done. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have to say what it was, but they got to draw some blood. They think something may be wrong. He could have said anything. These mm-hmm. niggas these niggas ain't gonna know no different. Don't nobody care. Y'all ignoring the universe that they built. Okay, please take time out to set up the universe, Brandon. Please. Here's Brandon's universe. Yes. Tell me something in Oz that was supposed to be a secret that didn't come out. Name one. Name a single solitary thing that happened in Oz that was between two people that you think, oh, there's no way they're going to get out. And they already exposed whole Somehow the whole Oz knew that that was Ryan's mom before he said a fucking word about that being his mom. A single solitary word. Just a white woman showed up to teach music, and then the next moment, everyone in Oz knew that was his mother. Everyone. So they already exposed the secret which was that he had the blood or the, the bone marrow type that was a match. That was him getting mad about that. That's whatever secret they were going to expose. No, that's not the secret. Why would that be a secret? Because People that's what he's concerned that. about. People would have been like, oh, you helping Rebido out? We fuck with Rebido. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's literally no reason for him to be mad about this. He doesn't even know Rebido. Right. I, I understand the, the privacy factor of this and why he would be upset about that. But if you have a chance to help a little boy out, why the fuck not? I'm not saying it's reasonable. I'm with y'all. It's ridiculous. I'm saying in the store, in the show, it is a hundred percent reasonable. 
in the show to believe that this group will ostracize you because you half white. I am just one hundred percent certain that nobody in there has an iota of an idea about what constitutes a bone marrow match. That's what I'm saying. I'm not calling them stupid. I'm just calling them dumb. No, they don't. Because I don't even know what constitutes it until they said it on this show. No, they don't know. That's not the point. It would have got out that hey, you know, you heard he got he was able to help Reba though because his mama's white. That type of thing would have got out. Not that, you know, he has to be this particular race and this particular race, and that's why but I'm also, here, but also, wait, 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 wait. I got I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Rick Fox. What about Rick Fox? He's he's biracial. He's also in the and NBA. he was and yeah, and he was and he was just as accepted as anybody else. He was also in the, in the NBA. Also, yeah. also, hey bro, your your mom's white. Yeah, man, but you know, just call me one drop, one sixteenth, like that nigga from Bamboozled. You are using your real life logic. <laughs> using Oz inmate logic. Good afternoon, my octa room. <laughs> <laughs> what up, poet? <laughs> You're not using Oz inmate logic. They wanted to fuck Miguel up because somebody called him Michael, and they thought he was and he wasn't Spanish. But the he wasn't who said it enough. was the leader of their gang. Yes, it's ridiculous. like he was legendary. The same thing that happened with Saeed, right? The, mm-hmm. When 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 the leader of the gang says you're not accepted, that and, is what, so and, what makes and, you think and, that Burr in a roundabout motion? That. The same thing that happened with. Schillinger, because Schillinger was like, nah, I fuck with Robeson until no, somebody bigger than Schillinger even... showed up and was like, you Burr, better not. Burr ain't got shit to say about this. This motherfucker was in Unit C. Yep. We, we don't even know where Unit C is. We never seen Unit C. We never even seen all I'm saying is, <laughs> All I'm saying is the logic of the show makes that a reasonable fear. Man, you in real life, it's time. ridiculous. In real life, it's ridiculous. You're going to make me run out of time. I set this clock well. I knew what I was doing. Asking all these Brandon thoughts, Brandon questions and stuff, throwing me off. So anyhow, um, he he make our Rebido apologize to his grandson. And he this dude literally threatened to kill Rebido over this. Like if somebody finds out about this secret, I'm gonna kill you. And so Rebido apologized to his grandson, and God tells him that the missing element in Alex's recovery is faith. So now he's looking for a faith healer. And so a random inmate comes to talk to Rebido about Alex's he- health, and his name is A.R. Whitworth, and that's fucking Ben Vereen. Ben, Ver- ben fucking Vereen. That is though. Ben Vereen from Zubilee goddamn zoo. And that's uh, when I lost my fucking mind. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. I know. I know who he is. I know who we, he is. We know who this motherfucker is. <laughs> we know who he is. We know who this motherfucker is. And we 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 not rolling for Ben Vereen. We not rolling for Ben Vereen. Ever since the Fresh Prince, we not rolling for Ben Vereen no more. No, it's Ben Vereen. He's he's the dad from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Like, why don't he want me, man? So why was Dr. Dre talking about him? I don't know. Probably I only know that name from the skit from the. Everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with us to Zubilee Zoo. Zubilee that's the Zoo. theme song to Zubilee Zoo, what you played in. That, that, that's Zubilee Zoo. <laughs> it was, and it's, yeah. Ben Vereen was Mayor Ben from Zubilee Zoo before he was the punk-ass dad from the Fred Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. And, and like, we, we know him from all kinds of things, but he's also, also, he was from the Wiz. George. 
He was Chicken George too. Chicken George, like, yeah, also from Roots. If y'all niggas is self hating, I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen Roots. I've Person. never made it all the way through Roots. I just know that every year at my school there'll be a race riot right after they force people to watch Roots and social studies. I've never heard his name except for this. Listen to this. You look like they sink green. Bitch, don't call here anymore. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever heard that name. He was, he such was a, a deal. Waste. That's he such was a, a deal. waste of a good sample. Yeah. That's a skip. So what's wrong with his it's feet? Still- why does why he say you got feet like Ben Vereen? Because of Chicken George's... They always showed him walking through the the area barefoot and roots, so his feet looked all gnarled up and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> but okay. I guess that Ben is so God. I've always wanted to know what that meant for like twenty years, and now I finally know. I guess Ben is God or something because he dreamt the night before that Alex was healed, and Ben knows of a faith healer named Re- Regina. But Rebido's sister won't go visit Regina because she's like, stop putting faith in a 10-year-old kid. I don't know. This whole thing happened quickly. I'm sure it'll be resolved by the next episode. She probably I'm reading. I'm in I'm on his uh his uh Wikipedia page. In 1981, Vereen performed at Ronald Reagan's first inauguration. Yeah. The performance generated controversy as Vereen performed the first part of the show in blackface. Yeah, he should have got canceled a long time ago, but you know, <laughs> nobody gets canceled. Well, they didn't cancel people back then. Right. That's what they, that's what they would say. They didn't cancel people. You know, that's why it was better. Make America great again when you wouldn't get canceled for blackface in the White House. Welcome to Zubilee's Zoo. That's how he got that job. <laughs> they were like, he's one of us. So Rebido's here's the thing. Rebido's sister was probably like hey, a whole man. bunch of zoo things. Let's make him a coon. She was probably like, hey man, I'm not about to bring some nutcase around my grandson just because it'll make you feel better. No, that's probably what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't know that he can talk to God. Maybe if she knew, everything yeah. would have been better. Maybe. So anyways, uh, random ass Clarence, you know, want to want a blowjob Clarence is going to solitary. But in order to save himself, he snitched on Timmy Kirk like immediately. Immediately. And when Leo comes and tells Timmy that um, it's his word against theirs, Leo's like, you know what? Raise my friend, though. Father raised my boy. So you going down. And I'm pissed off. And so he goes to Hoyt, and Hoyt's like, I have no reason to lie. I'm already on death row. And Leo's like, well, Hoyt, I need another witness. And Hoyt was like, well, none of my guys are going to snitch because that's going to get them in here with me. And Leo was like, they don't even have to have been there. All they have to do is say they heard Timmy set it up. Okay. I'm going to give him a free pass. All they got to say is this. Okay. A guy shows up immediately and Timmy gets hemmed up for Jim Burns murder and is sent to death row as Leo quotes scripture at him. Jim Burns is dead. 
So the next thing that happens is that they're talking about how uh, Father Ray, who probably was off doing a movie too, will be uh, released from Benchley Memorial soon and everybody applauds. And as the meeting is over, Leo's like, uh, Sister Pete, you ain't gonna talk to me no more. And Sister Pete was like, bitch, I've been waiting for you. Peter Marie. You, uh, you haven't said a word to me since our little discussion about Peter Shabetta. Little discussion? You know, Leo, when you decided not to resign, I was thrilled. But since then, you've become intransigent. Keller can't see Beecher, Shabetta, Alvarez. It seems like when you get an attitude about some guy, boy, you just don't want to hear anything else. And I don't work that way. Yeah, little bitch. So uh, then Peter Shabetta tells Sister Pete that while talking with Dr. Nathan has helped him in regards to discussing the sexual assault that he experienced, he's not ready to talk to his wife or the villains that assaulted him. And Sister Pete asks why he's protecting them, and he assures her that he isn't. Then she asks him about his relationship with Leo, and he says that she needs to let both of them questions go. But as he's walking down the hallway, he just happens to see both Leo and Vern. And Vern is like, hey, nice ass. And that's when he sinks against the wall because he's still not healed from and the And Leo should have been like, oh, that's who did it. That's who did it. Because he buckles. But, because, he but because Leo is a petty vindictive piece of shit mm -hmm. he probably heard it but didn't want to do it do, go any further about what he heard and so robson is spitting out blood and adam and fuck hold on <clears throat> my bad almost forgot uh where is it oh shit my hey it's franklin is gone what the fuck? Oh, man, that was already not in my head. Right? Hold on one second. Okay. So, uh, after that, Robeson is spitting out blood and... Franklin and Adam are looking at him with uh they're all dressed up. Adam now has barrettes in his hair. I don't know where they find this shit, but they got it on. And um remember they gave Beecher a whole outfit. Yes. And Robson is not fully convinced. He's not really concerned that his cadaver was a black person. Um, but he tells Schillinger for some reason, why would you tell somebody this? But he tells Schillinger. And he begs Schillinger not to tell anyone. So, of course, some random clan member uh, drives out to meet Schillinger and basically tells him, yo, define purity for me. What, what is it? No, no, because he said he said he was called in. He was called during that conversation. He said uh, Schillinger called him to come see him about this because mm -hmm. he's conflicted about it. So it was it wasn't like no, he's you know he just kind of randomly. Oh no, up. he's still so a he, random clan member. Like we don't know his so name. Right, is what I mean. Right in deducing that the reason I drove eighty miles to hear this pathetic story is because you don't know what effect James Robson's little dental dilemma is going to have on your standing in the brotherhood. Yes, sir. 
And because you care about this, Robson, he's your friend. Yes, sir. Well, let's see if you can answer some of your own questions here. And we'll see if my trip was worth the time. Define purity for me, Vern. You see, I'm not concerned about James Robson. I never did care much for the boy. His type joins us more out of an identity crisis than the true faith. Sir, with all due respect, Robson has proven himself. With all due respect, Vern, I don't give a shit. What does concern me is you, that your convictions will falter in this embarrassing situation, that you will overlook Robson's infection because the two of you are close. We don't know anything for sure yet. Robson's going to find out the truth as soon as he can. Just remember, a little leaven leavens the whole loaf. That goes for you as well. And next time, spare me the road trip. Use the fucking telephone. Who first was all, this person? Random clan member. But first of all, never seen Schillinger get checked like this before. Yeah, so he's that, that's not a random clan. That's got to be his that's, Schillinger. That's, that's his sponsor. Be, that's his that's, grand dragon. That's that's his our, that's his OG, right? Like yo, because he gets G checked right there, right? Because he was like, "Don't forget, you can be looked at as having a, a dripping you too." We'll drip walk over both y'all niggas. And so Robson, who literally brought this, or Robson, who brought this all on himself, because again, he didn't have to say nothing. He, he could have just kept, kept spitting blood mm -hmm. until it was cleared up. Um, tells C, a CO that he wants to talk to Dr. Farage. He tells a black CO that he wants to talk to Dr. Farage. And so the CO tells Farage that, and Dr. Farage is like, I, I quit. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I quit, Leo. Smart man. <laughs> right? Like, why am I going through this? Like, I've already got this dude all drugged up and then said really think really things that will really fuck with his mind. I quit. And so um then he gives Poet a note and asks him to spread it around and pays him to make sure no one knows where he heard it from. And this is where I have the issue at. Poet laughs and everything, that's not where I have the issue. The issue that I have with that is, that should have been the last thing you do before you walk out the building. Exactly. You don't do this shit. You don't do this shit while you still got shit to pack. I'm on lunch break. Nah. Nope. Nah. Um, you just told Leo you're gonna finish up the day, then at the but, end of your day, but... you know who will still be there at the end of your day? Inmates. But you know something also? Robson was already on his way. Yeah, on Thursday. Yeah. He wasn't coming till Thursday. That's why he quit but, that. But day. he but he still found his he still found his way there. Yep. And so um because Farage has a uh, moment of absolute stupidity. Everybody in the uh, cafeteria now knows. Lunch. Guess you want to talk much until then. Is that the deal? Hey, I'm not handling this any different than the next guy would. So just give me a fucking break, all right? Just soup. You sure you don't want no chitlins and gravy go with that? <laughs> what? Shall we? 
Everyone listen up. Robson here went to the dentist and got himself a nice pair of dirty ghetto gums. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn nigger, just give him some soup. Whoa! Gonna <laughs> take that, G? Man, calling your brother a nigga and all. Uh, hey, don't get stupid. Let me Sammy Sosa that Joe with this here spoon. Keep it moving, girls. And so, and Sammy Sosa, a dark man who who, who lightens the fuck out of his skin. Right, but that's before. The, that's after this. He's probably yeah. saw that. Was like, you know what? I can do that. So Robson goes and sees uh, Farage, and. Farage is like, no, he was white, he was white, he was white. And then Robson leads him over to the telephone and was like, call and get proof. Farage picks up that phone and... <laughs> look over there! <laughs> right? He was like, you know no, what, I'm going to do it. You just go ahead and look over that direction. And he no, went, he said, he said, can you grab my address book so I can call the person? And he says, smart. over there. And what so the guy he? was like, oh, where? And then, and then, and then he got knocked the fuck out with a telephone, like right in the jaw that just was healing. So now he's bleeding all over again. And then on top of all that, Farage knocked him out. And then on top of all that, he, as he's walking out the door, tells the officer, he assaulted me. <laughs> and then he starts stomping him. He was already down. That was a little aggressive. And yeah, but these COs, um, it was a it was a sign of a threat. So Robson then got cast out of the Brotherhood while he was in solitary. They sent him a a letter via FedEx, like WCW used to do to their wrestlers. <laughs> they, they sent him a certified letter. <laughs> they sent him a certified letter with the sealed it with the kiss. So uh, we also find out that Clara has beaten Keller deaf in one ear. And also that uh, Beecher feels guilty about delivering Adam to Schillinger. Uh, he was convinced that Adam deserved to get assaulted, but he realized when he saw him in the gym that there was no one who deserved that. And Saeed, I don't know how he came up with this logic, but he was like, you know what? The only way that you can punish yourself for doing this for Keller is to just, you know, avoid seeing Keller forever. Mm-hmm. And so stupid is he, logic. Right, right. Like, what? No. What's done is done, right? <laughs> um, so now as he's making a delivery to Dr. Nathan, he sees Keller um, through the window and he looks at him while the, uh, hello, is in the background. Um, and then he goes to see Sister Pete and Alvin Yude is now working with Sister Pete. And he tells Beecher, you're a dumb motherfucker for leaving this job. And Beecher's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, can you tell Sister Pete that Adam needs her help? Um, and then once again, uh, we run into good old Franklin, uh, who apologizes to Adam for letting the Aryans assault him. I didn't, I didn't know that you let them do anything, uh, Franklin, cause you're, you're G'd up in pigtails, but you know, go off. And they were like, we got to stick together. So now they're friends again. And that's when I really knew that Adam was about to die. Um, but Adam tells Sister Pete that he blames Beecher basically for being where he is. Sister Pete gets Beecher, Schillinger, and Saeed all together in a group meeting like they've been having and says, you know what? Today's meeting is all about Adam. Who did it? Schillinger, who did it? 
And Shelly's like, I don't know. And Beach is, Beach is like, I ain't no snitch. And then Saeed is like, I have no clue what you're talking about. And she's like, well, you know what? I'm going to go talk to him. And I'm going to talk to him every day until I find out what happened. Because yeah. you make me sick. And I don't want to see none of your faces. Here's my problem with Sister Pete in this, in this part of the show. She is going way harder than she needs to on on sexual assault over how we know she already felt about the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Like that see that was well, always I mean, an issue before. I mean that I I I I I at the same time I can see why her closest friend in the facility got raped. At mm-hmm. that point, her viewpoint towards, you know, going hard in the paint for sexual assault may have ramped up. Plus with what happened to Beecher, which is what they're trying to discuss in that group at that time. I can see how it would affect her a bit more. I just- But, but, but also remember, Shabetta, she's going really hard for on the sexual assault mm-hmm. right now. Like, you know, like all of this and like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Bitch, why? Calm the fuck down. Like nobody, nobody is cooperating with you. Why are you going so hard? I mean, but sometimes you would have a situation in life like we would, where you would come home or, or your significant other would come home and you realize they're really mad about something that usually they would just let go. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to go in another room. The only problem with this situation is the fact that Schillinger's sitting right there like Adam's going to snitch at some point. But she ain't, look, she ain't got no significant other no more. Aim, aim. Like, fuck. (laughs) Adam, so Schillinger Schillinger is telling his new second in command. I'm sorry. Like, that happened hella quick that Schillinger's got a new second in command. But he's telling his things new, moving, right? He's telling his yeah. new new, look, we're gonna have to say something. We're gonna have to do something about Adam. And so they go to Adam, and they're like, "Adam, we're gonna help you escape." And I really thought they were gonna do it for a second, until McManus comes and tells Beecher, "Look, Adam tried to escape. He hit that electric fence though, and uh, caught them jolts." <laughs> and I'm no wondering, fence on the electric fence. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering how he got that high up on the fence before the fence finally kicked in. Because no, he was over, he was over the fence. He was stuck in the barbed wire. So if it's an electrified fence all the way through, how we get all the way to the top and then over a little bit? Maybe the razor wire is the, the electrified part. Who the that fuck would be knows? Up to get cut up by razor wire and electrocuted at the same time. That's just overkill. Yeah. But that's um they left him hanging up there too and and made fun of him when they came back in the room like he was like this (laughs) and that's it winner of the episode in my opinion was chillinger Mm. yeah chillinger won well no no i'll take that back and chillinger got checked by uh by by the uh by by his og ryan everything came up aces with ryan i can see that Okay. How how he manipulated that series of events is like, you know, one in a like, million. It's like it's like fucking Christopher from the Sopranos and fucking Lucifer. Like mm-hmm. the way he set those set that in motion is just like this can't fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a one in a million shot. Okay, I'll give you that. So Brandon, you got a different MVP? Mm-mm. Okay. 
Return to Oswald. We'll be back after this brief break. Are you into top 10 lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst U.S. presidents. The leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. <sighs> Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at TennisPod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the Tennis Podcast. That's one zero ish Bye. What's going on, everyone? This is your girl, Julie, host of It Goes Down in the PM. We talk about everything from work, motherhood, local celebrities to comic books tune in every friday at wine o'clock to find out what really goes down in the pm i'm gonna preface this by saying that you know i'm not naming any names however one thing i've learned in a word to the wise don't trust any bitch named jen let me tell you something bitch let me tell you something, bitch. Let me tell you something, bitch. The dick snapped harder than Judy Let Funny me. at a poetry slam. Let me tell you something, bitch. We are living in the aftermath of Reaganomics. Let me tell you something, bitch. Go eye for an eye with me and end up with astigmatism, honey. Let me tell you something. If you're going to listen to this podcast and you recognize my voice, don't play any of it for either one of my grandmamas, okay? They done survived this pandemic, and this might kill them. Let me tell you something, bitch. I remain anonymous to protect the guilty. Let me tell you something, bitch. Streaming everywhere. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, forgot the that. mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, well... What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast, that's B-R-O-K-A-S-T. Hey, that's alright, good on you. Instagram, also at The Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Are you fascinated by true crime like us? If so, check out our podcast, Crime Divers, hosted by me, Jill. And me, Laura. Look out for new episodes every Tuesday when we discuss true crime from around the world. So what are you waiting for? Come join us as we dive in. Okay, Google. Set a timer for 45 minutes. I didn't know I had to say all that. Okay, 45 minutes. Starting now. Stupid ass. So, this shit was bullshit. All that shit that happened last episode with Robeson didn't lead no fucking where. Shut up. I want to know what the jump the shark moment was.
Because I'm very confused. I, I think the Jump the Shark Mama was when it was supposed to be when Schillinger and Beecher were singing together. No, but, I, my, my Jump the Shark Mama is when Hill died for fucking Burr. That's the one y'all were talking about? That was a Jump the Shark Mama for you? Yep, it was absolutely. stupid. I don't see how it it's, worked think, out. Because it's, honestly... It's, it, because it is... It is it's like it's out of nowhere. It's stupid. I think Adabisi dying, Adabisi dying was a shark jump moment, but from this point, it is all fucking downhill. Adabisi, you know dying, how many people are going to oh, die you're next talking season? about in the span of in the in the realm of the overall show's quality. This is yes. definitely not more jump no, the shark it's, than trust that fucking me. angel showing up. I that thought it was Beecher and Schillinger doing their musical together. The, and doing uh, the doing the the pelvic thrust no, justice to one no, another. This shit, this I'm telling you, from here, it all goes straight down. Like I did so go on Reddit, and go, they said so many, that I went on Reddit, and people were like, um, "I stopped watching that for season five. So I've saw that a lot. Yeah, he, he, a lot of people. When, but when they didn't died. reference this. They were mostly talking about. Uh, the astral projection, and then they were also talking about the agent serum. Yeah, it's agent just, pill. Yeah, it's the that hill dying uh, signifies pretty much the death of this show. This show is over, uh, and like there are so many people that are gonna die next season, and how some of them die is like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Like a major character is going to get killed, and you're gonna you're gonna be like, "That's how he does. That 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 is how he fucking does." And that's gonna happen over and over. I feel like that would make me angry, just like this. This made me angry when I said, "This is how Augustus dies." Yeah, by just a random Sicilian dude. It's just like I want to fucking kill Burr. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna get so much worse over the course of the next season. Almost all of your favorites are going to die. Have we even seen those dudes before? No, because no. I don't remember that dude. With Maybe the once. I think that was a dude that he walked that Beecher walked in and asked to protect Adam. Yes, but I don't yes. remember what his name was because he's not. He important. was. He's he's been around. They haven't really focused in on him, but he's been around since um, Pancamo has been in the um, hospital. Yeah. So at the beginning, nobody will talk to Robson. Robson's like, why won't you guys talk to me? And Schillinger's like, we have a charter we have to follow. Um, and so Robson, you'll be moving to this, another cell tomorrow. Um, and then a teaches Robson. And Saeed stops him and then goes and talks to Robson. He's like, you know what? Even though we've had all our issues, I still feel badly for you. You should listen to see if Allah is trying to teach you something. And Robson's like, yeah, he's telling him my friends are about to take me back. And he goes to talk to Poet. He's talking to a lot of black folks now and gets a whole lot of tits and puts them into his mouth to numb him up. And then he cuts his gums out. And what he, the he tries, he tries. Um, Alvarez up for parole. Leo's his, like, his screaming, bruh. Yeah, I had to look away. Um, Alverson's Alvarez up for parole, Alverson, um, which was also like Albertson's, but he's up for parole. And Leo's like, he ain't going to go free. And McManus thinks otherwise. So he wrote a letter to the board and Alicia, the dog trainer, did the same thing. 
And McManus thinks that Leo should talk to him. And Leo's like, fuck you, dude. I'm going to call the parole board and put an end to that. And he did exactly that because when Alvarez got into the parole board, first of all, they were already giving him the blues. Like, yo, you murder people. You did this, that, and the third. And then one dude stood up and said, and this. And this and this and this and this. Yeah, and this. they started hitting him with everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so the so the 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 warden pulls a hill Mm -hmm. that's exactly what happened so alvarez pulls a a ray charles and jumps over the table at the dude (laughs) on the parole board now you really ain't getting parole homie um and hold on but this shit this shit was so fake parole people would never talk like that nope like they they were just like you fucking we're, scum you fucking yeah. mope yeah we 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 are supposed to believe that this is because of what the warden told them. I thought it was a fucking dream sequence. Me and too. To, the first as, time. Me too. And as a reminder, this is all because Alvarez wouldn't tell him initially who sexually assaulted Arden. Glenn it, it, treats it he, like he was the one who did it but then he, he told him that's the thing he told him who did it and then he got that person killed but he told no it no remember he killed the first person the first person himself he told him after he killed him yeah. but it turned out not to be the one who actually killed him actually giles killed the real person tomato tomato nigga you helped me out why are we funking like you're good with me come out here and get some of this chicken get the big chicken piece um so then we meet Wolfgang Cutler, uh, convicted on February 20, 2002, of murder in the first. He's getting life without parole. Uh, he's going to be a big Why piece. does he have to earn his way in the brotherhood? He's clearly one of them. Uh, he's he's going to be a big deal next season. He goes and tells Vern that he wants to join the brotherhood, and Vern tells him that he has to kill a prominent Black inmate. So he's overheard by M.A. who goes and tells Omar that Wolfgang is planning on killing Saeed. So Omar gets into the package room by some way and tells Wolfgang not to hurt Saeed because he doesn't want to see, you don't want to see me go bad. And Wolfgang's like, who the fuck are you, nigger? And he pushes him and Omar starts Omaring and chokes him the fuck out while whispering. Why didn't Omar just go tell Saeed, hey man, I, I heard they were trying to kill you. Be on the lookout. Instead, why not choke him well, you know, and then give Sa- him mouth to mouth to bring him back to life? He should have been told. Saeed said, Saeed said they, that's, that's his man's in them now. And, you know, they, they supposedly cool. So it's just like, all right, dog. Like None of the I'm characters sorry. in this episode acted like their characters. He should have just told Schillinger, yo, the reason why Cutler came back to life is because I gave him mouth to mouth. So my DNA's in his body. And then they would have had to kick him out, too. Yes, that's that that's my logic we know it will work um but then uh he goes and tells uh saeed and arif that he brought uh wolfgang back to life by giving him mouth to mouth and screaming out don't fucking die on me um and so omar is told by saeed follow me and he leads him right over to mcmanus and mcmanus literally I this mean, is not how McManus would react to that. Right? That's this is not how that character would react. McManus literally McManus is showing like, off. Dumb motherfucker. McManus and then is tell showing his wife, off. I didn't do that for you, though. No, because remember, he talks to her about like 
all when he starts when he starts talking about all of his fuck ups, he thinks of Omar as one of his successes in the mm-hmm. face of all of these um all of these fuck ups of his. And then when he does something else, that's an affront to him. And also he's showing off in front of ex-wife. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Do you want a fucking medal? You almost killed a man. Do you understand that? God damn it! I give you 10 second chances. This is what I get in return. I bend over backwards for you. As a result, a man ends up almost dead. You want me to be fucking happy about that? When he says that, I just want y'all to hear that part one more time. That you want me to be fucking happy about that. Because he Things literally sound like Batman, dog. No, 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 dude, you're overthinking this. He sounds like Pee Wee Herman. Result: A man ends up almost dead. You want me to be fucking happy about that? Wow, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let's go. It is not that simple. Yes, it is that fucking simple, Saeed. Don't you be looking to her for help. I've made my decision. The rule book says solitary. I'm playing by the rule book this time. If he had done this to protect you instead of me, would you be sending him away? Shut up. McManus. Or you're going with him. McManus! McManus! Don't you be looking at her for help. Who the fuck is she? What? Why the fuck would I be looking at her for? Dude, you better. You better put your balls back in your pocket. Who, who, who the fuck you think you're talking to? Don't, Don't look at her, her for help, help because she's the she's the liaison to the governor and can do override I know him that? on some shit. Do I know that? I'm just like, why the fuck is this old faced white woman sitting in a room with you? Yeah. Hey, yo, why don't you ask your girl why she's 34 but looks 60? <laughs> why? Why is the <laughs> why is the mama from Burn Notice sitting right here? <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> she looks why? like she was like the slightly younger version of the mama from Burn Notice. Why your wife look like Ryan's mom and shit? So, um. Omar is now in solitary again. And um, McManus tells, or ex-McManus tells McManus that he goes too hard in the paint both ways. And Arif tells Saeed not to blame himself for Omar White. And Saeed tells him that what you want can wait. And then Omar is going wild because somebody's singing Amazing Grace in solitary and he can't take it, which is funny because when he was driving people crazy with his singing, he didn't care one fuck. I fucking hate that song. I hate Amazing Grace. I'm sorry. I really do. I fucking hate that shit. When I die, don't ever, don't bring up nothing. I talked with Nisha, and what we're gonna do when I die is we're gonna have a real life celebration, like barbecue, yeah. like the whole. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want a party. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want a funeral. Uh, you know, celebrate my life. Don't mourn my death. All right, uh, all right. I got you, dog. I got you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I got you. Mm-hmm. Looking at my pinky, like what the fuck are you doing with your pinky? You better pinky swear with me. Um. After that, Rebido tells Boost Mollis, he gets off the phone and tells Boost Mollis that Alex Jr. is days from death, and that escalated quickly. He tells him also that... Um, now, they've been saying that this whole time. Like, yeah, he I know, but it, it just it just really, like, out of, like, okay, we're here now. Like, okay, anyhow. Um, Boost Mollis is like, you should go see him. Go ask McManus if you can go see him. And Rebido's like, they would never let me do that. So, but he goes and asks McManus. McManus, who finally realized that Rebido's probably the, the, you know, story that he's been trying to build up about a good person that I helped become a good person. He's like, sure, you can go. I won't even shackle your feet. 
So he goes to see Alex, and while he's gone, we get to see a fucking weird ass over sexualized workout program that Sally Size is doing now. Yeah, this yeah, is that was uh, this I mean, I can see why they would watch that in prison. Yeah, me too, because it ain't no exercise. It's just, but, huh? why, but, why, huh? but why would that be on TV? Huh? It's why would that be on regular ass TV? I mean. They got cable now, so it's cable TV. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's on. Remember, it's on the same channel. PBS. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know they said that was the same channel. Meanwhile, after they get done watching Sally Size, uh, Boost Malas gets a letter from Norma, and so he asks Naomi to read it to him, which she does, and she tells him the Norma. Like, why did he ask? Why did he ask her to read it as if she had like a a feminine voice or some shit? Like it just she just sounded like just a regular person just reading this letter. Why did you need that person specifically to do? Because it's like a, a if nothing else, the appearance to him of a lady reading this letter to him. You know, ladies can have deep voices too, okay. but. I guess yeah. I don't know. It's just not his voice. Um, yeah, my co but, my coworker when she gets up when she gets upset, her voice is so deep it sounds like she's barking. It's like rah, 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 rah. that's what it sounds like when she's upset. <laughs> Damn, um, and so Norma tells him that she's coming on the fifteenth to explain why she wasn't there on her wedding day. <laughs> and so this nigga goes to see her, and oops, pal, surprise, she's pregnant. And he and he just turns around immediately. He was like, "Well, I know that ain't me." I can make mine as a G with that, right? Like, why did you say I'm gonna come and explain why this happened? Like, you didn't yeah. have to do that. I had he gotten over you. This is fucked up. He turned around like Chris Tucker and Money Talks, so he hit that. And just it just went the completely other fucking way. A few days later, the power goes out in M City, and that's how Rebido mm -hmm. knows that his son, that his grandson, has passed. Uh, the storm caused a surge. To, scrambled the equipment and Alex Jr. died. Rebido feels like ever since he was saved from the electric chair, somebody else is going to be put there in his place. And it turned out that it was his grandson. And at that very goddamn moment after his grandson is declared dead, fucking Dave Brass returns. No, he like, knew that his grandson was dead in the middle of the night when the power went out. Yeah, he, he said it. And then mm -hmm. when he finally, when he found, when they finally told him, Yes, he, he just kind of fell out because it was like, okay, I I know that this is happening. But did you did we talk else. about how when he got punched, how he fell earlier in the episode? <laughs> I thought that was so funny when he got punched. He kind of turned around and stared at the camera because he was too old to take a bump. I didn't even notice it. So, but I was rushing through the episode. So, um, after that, Dave Brass returns and he's like, I decided to give Reba Dow his money. For his grandson. And Murphy and McManus are looking at him like, nigga. Motherfucker. Um, Beecher's mom's a jerk and she's happy that Adam died because now Adam's grandmother knows how it feels to lose someone. And Beecher feels badly for Adam. So he goes and he rats out Schillinger, which, you know. I'm sorry. If you feel this way, he's pulling the McManus. I, look, this shit is that shit is not your fucking fault. Mm -hmm. Like you were, you were in an impossible situation. You were not going to make it through to that dude, and you wanted to see your lover, so you made a fucking deal. And, and like, so, what and that, exactly that did deal, he? What exactly did he think? Did he think that that Schillinger was going to be put in the hole? Did he think Schillinger was going to be uh, hit up for murder for this? Because all that happened to Schillinger was he was placed in solitary for like a week, and then he's going to come back out, and now y'all got real funk. Yep. 
y'all got like real real funk um it, it make it makes no sense the the same way that McManus keeps holding on to these feelings for for Dave Brass is this is for for Adam there's no reason for him to keep feeling this way I bet you that's the last time we see Dave Brass ever oh, in this show yeah I'm sure there's no reason for him to be there unless Rebido's gonna kill him it's likely I don't know I can look it up though and so uh, after that um, Keller was found guilty of murder in the first degree. And so he goes back to court on Thursday for sentencing and he expects to get sentenced to death and he wants to die by electric chair. Also, he strips down butt naked and sister Pete is like, whoo, whoo, I'm holy. <laughs> and Beecher finds out about the sentencing, sentencing and he wants to go and see uh, Keller and uh, Saeed tries to set him straight or tries to say, you made a promise. But Beecher set side straight. One person gets hurt, nope. and I can live with my guilt a shitload easier than I can live without ever seeing no, no, Keller. No, 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 no. This is wrong. How is love wrong, Kareem? In whatever form it takes, how is love wrong? Especially here in Oz, where there's so little of it. You and I, we love each other. You stabbed Schillinger and Robson for me. But the Aryans say that any sort of love between the races is a perversion. Who decides these things? Who chooses which love is permissible? God. The God I worship. Loves everybody. And he created a universe full of different kinds of people sharing different kinds of love. Love says, man. Don't quote scripture to me, Kareem. You know what's going to happen when you're going to see Killer again. I'm not going to fuck him. I'm just going to let him know I care. That he's not totally alone. I think Allah would approve of that. Look at Progressive Beecher. Right? Or Saeed better get on the right track. Like, Beecher keeps trying to tell him this is what it really is at this point in time. And Saeed's like, no. Some writer on the show in 2001 was progressive. Somebody. Uh, so he goes to see Keller and he, they hold hands and share a kiss. Uh, he's showing Keller that he's there for him. Cyril gets taken to death row. Jericho gets left behind. So Cyril panics and screams to Ryan while telling everybody that he's not supposed to be there and beats up three COs. You not realize how he has rage. He, he has killed motherfuckers with his bare hands. Mm. Like, why are we not taking more precautions? Mm -hmm. And so Father Meehan is like, I'm going to show you the power of prayer to Ryan. And Ryan's like, fuck you, bro. That was the CO's fault, by the way, for not giving him Jericho. Yes. Yeah, if they didn't just let him take Jericho, because we already established it on death row. You can have all types of crazy shit in your fucking cell. Yeah. Wigs and all kinds of shit. Yeah, all types of shit down there. And I mean... um, Shirley had the, the like coffee pot and all that kind of shit. And so, yeah, no, definitely. But, you know, they, they treat Cyril differently because Lepresti's not fucking Cyril. He wasn't fucking the other people down there either. And oh, they had all types of poster and a paint set. Yeah, a paint set is a lot more than a fucking finger, a uh, hand puppet. Yeah, but also the person with the paint set was a fucking racist. And I think Lepresti's always been on that side of the fence. Um, and he seemed to have it out for Cyril. 
Oh, okay. Um, so me hand talks to Ryan's mom and the aunt Brenda. And then he asked Ryan to tell him about his little sister, Caroline, which this all seems like a, this reminded me a lot of Katie Vick. That's all I'm going to say. Ryan refused to talk with him about uh, Caroline. So Ryan punches him and then uh, cries and tells him the story of Caroline, which is that when Ryan was a baby, he saw Caroline die in her crib, but he really didn't tell him the whole story. He goes and sees his dad the next day and his dad is an asshole, but Ryan goes and sees him and talks to him about Caroline and tells him, I saw everything and that Caroline's murder was all your fault. She died of shaken baby syndrome. I ain't gonna tell nobody. But if I get out of jail, the first thing I'm going to do is come and kill you. Y'all thought I was going to play that clip, huh? No, I'm not. Um, and then he tells uh, Sister I P. I mean, he said it. Like, ain't nothing else to say about it. And then, right. And then uh, he goes and tells Sister Pete, I changed my mind, like Keisha Cole. I'm going to do whatever it takes to save my brother. Um, and Sister Pete is like, good. And he goes in and tells uh, Cyril, who fucking loves you? And Cyril's like, Jericho. I'm just kidding. He's like, you do. And Ryan's like, fucking A, man. Fucking A. I still don't know what fucking A means. It means fucking A. What does fucking A mean? Okay, Google. What does fucking A mean? According to Wiktionary, A. An expression of triumph or joy, usually in response to unexpected good news. Oh, we won. Fucking A. So there's no real explanation about why fucking A is fucking A. It's just a white-ass term. I've never heard a black person say fucking A before. You're right. Unless you're, <laughs> unless your your absentee father is crowing about your grades to his new girlfriend. No, he I, got an I, A, a fucking A. I've only, I've, I've only heard a black person say that when they were making fun of a white person. I've never fucking heard. A. I've never heard a a black person say that in conversation. I've never actually heard anybody say fucking A in conversation, Brandon. Before you ask, have you ever heard somebody say fucking A in conversation, Brandon? Yeah, all the time. Really? Are they black? I bet they're black. Black and white people. Yeah, like yeah, like fucking a is like a, a word that only some one person uses. No one. I've never. I, we just said we never heard a black person say fucking a. I know y'all got to meet more black people. Where do you know black in Baltimore? I guess everywhere. Fucking a know. is not like a listeners. Listeners, a, I a rarely do this. Rare, I, I rarely rare. do this. Listeners, tweet me. Tweet me. At me, Rashani. Ratchet Book Club, I don't give a fuck. Come and find me if you know black people other than Brandon who say fucking A. I don't never said I said fucking A. You asked me if I've ever heard anyone say it. I, I, I just, I'm shocked and awed, but not shocked and awed that you know black folks who say fucking A. Fucking A right, man. See? <laughs> See, this is why, this is why white, this is why people are the way they are because they watch media and they think this is how people talk. Black people say fucking A. Who? A lot. Who? A lot of black people. 
I don't know. I've never heard this from a black person. I've never heard a black, black, black person ever in my black ass life. And I've been all I know is I don't ever want to hear Scar or Rashani on any podcast ever say black people are not a monolith. Because I hear every week on this show, black people wouldn't do this. Black people wouldn't do this. Oh, no, that is not that is not what I said. That is not what I said. I said I, I have heard never, every week. I, just I said, said I, I never have heard it. Doesn't I mean said I have possible. never heard. Oh, no, don't don't try to no, don't try to sugarcoat it. I said I have never. I know what y'all were implying. I said I have never heard this. I have never heard this. We heard it in my forty-two years on Earth. I have never heard this. That's an implicit. I know what that means. So just know, I I don't ever want to hear black people on the monolith. I don't want to hear it. Y'all don't get the privilege to say that. I do, because I respect and I understand different types of black people. Wait, I wait, get wait, I get the wait, privilege wait. of saying that. Are you get the privilege of saying black folks are a monolith because you are not a monolith. No, I get you, the privilege you, of saying you understand and you respect black people. Yes, right. So I don't difference. I don't, so so basically what you're telling me is that so back in the day, Brandon, before you were born, probably. <laughs> When you were a little ass kid, at the very least, there was this dude on Twitter whose Twitter name was "I Respect Females." Twitter was two thousand and nine. I was wait, on Twitter wait, the first wait, time it came out. I ain't that wait, young. so Scar, do you remember "I Respect Females"? I remember "I Respect Females." I, I, I think I do. The, the 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 joke in this is that women fucking hate being called females. Yes, and this dude was saying that his name was "I Respect Females," and everybody was like, "He's so forward." He's so great. And it's like, dude, do you not even realize that your name in itself is insulting the women? And he never knew. And he was just like, guys, we need to be more respectful to ladies and all that kind of stuff. But dude, your name is I Respect Females. Yes. So as soon as a nigga tried to tell me about any anything about women, and it's the moment he said females, I'm out. I'm out. I, I'm the, the, nothing else you say after females. There's like the the word females in that context is the same thing about like no disrespect, but I mm-hmm. I'm not paying no 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 attention. Well, that's to because people use that. female, and it's always something negative that comes after it. Yeah, and it's the never, same thing with no disrespect, but <laughs> and then they don't also they also don't use males. Yeah. Or I'm not a racist. Term male. Or I apologize if. Yeah. I apologize oh. if is I guess that's similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's all the same. N- nothing you say after that can be any good. Mm-hmm. I just tell but, folks that anything after the word but negates anything you said before the word but. Yep. I'm sorry, but if you hadn't done this to me. <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page. I get to say black people are not a monolith. Fucking A. That's right. Yeah, I forget right. what it was. It was something else last week where y'all didn't believe black people would do. Or black people wouldn't do this. I'm like, yes, black people do this. It was something else last week. I forget what it was. You respect black people. Two weeks in a row. Keep on rolling out, Brandon. Keep Two fighting the row. good fight. That's right. So, um, Augustus gets sent back to M-City and Poet comes and talks to him and he's basically like, please. <laughs> please, dog. Please don't tell Burr that I gave you the dope. And Poet's like, or Augustus is like, you know what? I ain't going to tell him because it was all my fault anyway. And Poet's like, that's what I need to hear. You my nigga. If you, if, if I was a woman, I give you tongue. And Poe, and Augustus was like, you'd be an ugly ass woman. 
And Poe was like, that hurts, dog. That hurts deep. <laughs> and so Augustus um, finds out the Redding and, and, and Morales are still in the hole, but they get let out right after that. Pre-dreads and, pre, both- pre and, um, dreads and beard poet as a woman would just look like somebody's auntie. Yeah. And, I mean, like someone's gay aunt. Like, that's definitely. Man, I'm, I'm just saying, there's body structures that there's, I know a lot of women who favor their fathers as far as looks. I know a lot of men who favor their mothers. There's no shame in that. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. And somebody's going to find you attractive regardless. There's a person for everybody. Yeah. I am absolutely certain of that. I know uh, because that somebody better got, got kids. Because somebody uh, married or or dated that nigga. What what is that motherfucker's name? Oh my god, his brother uh, was on Happy Days, uh, and and he's just ugly as fuck. His name starts with a C, and now I'm drawing. Oh, you, I know what you're talking about. Um, Ron Howard's brother, Ron, Clint Howard. Yep. Yes, Clint Howard. Um. But anyhow. Redding and Morales are told no violence, and they both agreed to squash the beef. And then Morales <laughs> immediately tells the Sicilians that he's sorry about muscling them out of the drug trade. I'm sorry. I just, as soon as you said his name, I just, I just thought of, I am not what you would call a handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> he's married, though. Yep. He's married, married. Um, but Morales immediately goes and tells tells the Sicilians that he's sorry about muscling them out of the drug trade and offers to let them back in if they kill Burr. Here's the problem with that. You're not that far away from where Burr is literally standing at that point in time, and you're not talking that quietly, and you're looking at him, and you're like, if you want to get back in with us, you got to kill Burr. And the Sicilians are like, I've been waiting for you to ask me to do that. And it's like, wait, why, what? So, nah, because he said he said I want bur I want bur half and I want another ten percent of yours. So that means I. So now they the majority. They run the they run the trade again. Yeah, and but he was like I've been waiting for you to ask me to kill bur. Like wait what? So uh, bur has a moment with Augustus and he tells Augustus that he got him strung out on drugs because he was afraid that Augustus was going to leave him. And Augustus assures him that he always loved him, always. And then Burr walks outside the pod and one of the Sicilians runs up to stab Burr, but Augustus rolls slowly in front of him to do what? I'm not quite sure what really. And, and, and the way he lunges forwards, the way he lunges forward in order to protect Burr requires use of your legs, sir. <laughs> and I'm he sorry. literally lunged forward the same way that he lunges Supreme Allah in the shower. Like we know that this strategy doesn't work ever. No. Yeah. And so he dives into the Sicilian's arms and the Sicilian holds him and he's literally holding him like, the fuck are you doing here? He could have just gently sat Augustus down the ground, but instead, for some reason, he stabs Augustus and Augustus bleeds out and dies. Oh, but before he dies, he says, I can feel my legs. <laughs> it's like the worst last line ever. I can feel my legs now. And then he dies. And then they show the empty ass uh, pod that Augustus usually sat in when he narrated. Um, and they show the empty wheelchair. Look, look, let me tell you something that I noticed. 
how I how I had uh, you're gonna tell what I you noticed, and I'm gonna tell you what I noticed, and what I noticed is gonna blow your goddamn mind. Go ahead. How, did anyone else notice how they stepped up the production values of the narration in the last two episodes <laughs> since this nigga been back? Like this all been like fucking chroma key and all kinds of shit and it's just like just all kinds of shit happening behind them and stuff instead of just you know what they normally do is just put them in some sort of fucking costume like they really stepped up the production of the fucking vignettes or whatever the fuck you want to call them and it was just like yes just so y'all can kill these niggas this nigga in the next episode did anybody notice that the cage is gone nope I didn't notice at all <laughs> the cage is no longer there. <laughs> they took the cage out to widen Augustus's uh narration station. And it's now empty. And I'm looking forward to seeing who narrates season six. And this season's fucking done. MVP yep. of this episode is Robeson because he hasn't died yet. And I know what happens to Robeson a little bit because um unfortunately I'm part of an odds group that that doesn't give a fuck about spoilers because they just figure everybody's seen everything so i know one thing that happens to ropes and and i'm not looking forward to it but it is what it is what's that you know i know and like i said where ropes and goes from the you know where ropes and goes from here is fucking hilarious so we're finishing this because yeah, i got gonna... a question for scar is the last season bad so bad that it's good or is it just um, bad like i don't like this shit is the only, terrible the only thing that i know the only thing that i can truly remember is about how all of your favorites die um most of your favorites die in some way shape or form and then the last episode how this fucking shit ends it's abrupt oh like, shit i'm sorry i'm uh andrea i was i'm reading this email because i'm still trying to see if we are where i can actually read this fucking email and we're not yet but what she did ask and it's something that i usually do for shows but i, I don't do it for return to oswald is to put the episode um the season number and the episode number in the name i don't do it for return to oswald because it all runs sequentially on the return to oswald page but i understand that i feel that but i do put it into the show notes now uh, what the uh, I, I used to lay out like everything we discussed and I type it out and put that into the show notes and I'll just say we in today's episode we discuss uh, episode eight of season five so yeah there's that uh, Scar you got anything um, I got something I got something coming it's wait not... no wait no no I'm just we gonna take the shit that, that we talked about at the end of the first one and just paste it onto this so yeah, don't even worry do about that do that um so then we don't really now that I've done that. We ain't gotta do shit. <laughs> That's awkward. Fuck yeah. this season though. Yeah, but it's it's like I said, what happens going forward is like the all of these all of these beloved characters are going to die in ways you're gonna go, huh? I at least it's hope just, it's funny because I've been bored the last no no no, no. there's 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 one in particular the way that this dude dies you're gonna go the fuck and it happens early in the season i think like episode two or three um and it's just like what the fuck just happened here it's bad it's real bad okay 
Because I don't, I have not seen anybody say a single good thing about this last season. So at all, funny. And and, and look, and I've seen Oz at least twice all the way through. I don't understand I don't, how you seen I, this shit twice, and you still haven't seen The Wire. I, I don't understand seen, how you sat through. I see, I, Oz I've seen twice, I and seen, you haven't seen all of The Wire once. I have seen all of The Wire. I just don't love it. But you watched this twice. How? <laughs> Because I own the DVDs. The wire so much better. You own the wire DVDs. No, I do not. The wire so much better than this. Because why do you own these DVDs and not the wire? Because I watched the wire later on, way after the fact, and that was in my BitTorrent days. So I so I downloaded a lot of it, but then when my my ISP started coming after me for downloading shit, I had to make sure that I, I deleted this shit by the time they caught up with me. All right, I'm trusting y'all because I've been bored the last no, half of the season. Just completely no. bored. I'm not bored when I get to talk to y'all, though. No, I'm not bored when I talk to y'all, but the show's fucking boring. And yes. Rashani, we should have fucking got on Secession early. I told you so. I told you so. Our podcast on Secession would have been the best podcast because the show is Game of Thrones for white privilege. Who is. is Who can have the most white privilege? White pressure privilege Olympics. I fucking love it. It is. It's it's fucking excellent. Uh, but I told you that. I know. I'm saying you should have told me two years ago. We should have did a show on it. Oh, no. I stumbled over that shit, too. I Our fucking show on this would have been so popular. On fucking yeah. secession. Yeah. We'll I'm obsessed with it. this fucking show. <laughs> I just love the intro music. I'm fucking obsessed. I've been watching it nonstop. I'm already in season two. And I started a day ago. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. So next up, season six. It's the final countdown. I guess. Um. Oh yeah. Before I leave out, um. So we do have to do this real quick. I do have to ask. What was y'all's favorite sound clip of this season? Was it Hades Franklin? Was it? I guess I should play him. It's that's not Martin right. Montgomery. Was it that? Was it? Man, if I find myself in this place, or I am lost forever. <laughs> that's that's the funniest, by the way. <laughs> or was it? And that's not right. That's not right. That's, that's not right. That's my that's my that's my favorite, but 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 Saeed babbling is the funniest. It is. Yeah, that's my favorite. If I find myself in this place, or I am lost forever. I meant to also get the soundbite of him saying, "His name is Jericho. Why? Because the walls come tumbling down." <laughs> right. <laughs> with the porn oh, no. voice. Oh no, trust that. I know there's at least one scene in the next season that is fucking hilarious. Because for that for the exact same reason. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait till this is over. Me I'm either. So that's that's why we're doing two episodes of show from now on. Y'all niggas welcome. Exactly. <laughs> Thank Four you. more episodes. Yes. That's it. Get me that's out it. of this. Four more episodes. Uh, yeah. So, 
thank y'all so much for listening. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. That's B O K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. And the show is Return to Oswald. Uh, you can leave a voicemail at 916 633 1537. You can email the show at return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, you can. Um, Donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Uh, also at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Oh, and on um, the Good Pods uh, app, you can donate to the show there. You can leave a review for the show on Podchaser and then copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts and then copy and paste that into Good Pods. And thank you to everybody who's been checking this out on Good Pods. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Scar, you got anything coming up? Oh no! I'm gonna be doing a. I'm gonna be doing a sale. Uh, I'm gonna start a new sale in about a week or so. Okay. But um, until then, um, go to website ptcachandcrafted.com, and uh, if you if you do want to buy something, hit me up first. Um, okay. Scarfinger on Twitter. You you know just slide in the DMs and say, hey, I'm gonna purchase something, and I'll work out a code for you or something like that before that. Thank y'all so much for listening. God bless you. Good night. 45 minutes. On the nose? On the nose. Wow. <sighs> You're welcome. Kind of, that's kind of impressive. Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you said.